Hello and welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one is Liverpool versus Everton FA Cup third round. Um, first things first, I didn't really do. I should have done episodes on Liverpool versus Leicester and Burnley, but unfortunately, them games were not televised live. So. Although I did catch highlights of it, but usually I usually I like to give my opinion of when I've seen the whole match. So I know I could have watched it on the stream, but preferably televised. But yeah, this one another chance and a Merseyside derby about three weeks after the last game where we drew one one, and Jurgen Klopp played a strong team. Oh, he did rotate a little bit, but he had to, a little, he had to, but again, I still thought it was the strongest side he put out, so, the lineup was, Carrius in goal, at left back, Andy Robertson, centre back, Joel Matip, and his partner, making his LFC debut, Virgil van Dijk, very glad to see him on there. Uh, right back was Joe Gomez, and then our two holding midfielder, two CMs, were Emre Chan and James Milner. On the right was Adam Lalana. In the middle was Oxley Chamberlain. Then you had Mane on the left, and up front was Bobby Firmino. Yeah, and. Obviously, Salah was injured, and Coutinho is injured. But I'll, I'll get, I'll reflect on my thoughts with Coutinho later on. So yeah, that was the lineup. The first half, I'd say it was pretty cagey. Like no one wanted to open up really. I don't know if it's because it's fatigue or something. But we did roll. But Klopp has done a lot of rotation. So, I wouldn't really put it down to fatigue. I don't. I just. I think it was probably nerves, cause we looked cagey, really. But Everton weren't producing nothing. There were a lot of flying tackles happening. Rooney got booked within the first ten minutes of the game. Fabulous to see. Um, James McCarthy liked to put tackles in every now and then, and uh, yeah, was watching Virgil Van Dijk. First thing I noticed two minutes in. The pointing and the commanding. It was fucking excellent. A man is commanding his back line. Immediately. It's beautiful to see. He's bossing Matip around on his Liverpool debut. This is what we've been missing in a defender. This is why he's the world's most expensive defender for a reason. Yeah, little things like this. Which is going to be crucial to our back line. And... Uh, it was like, yeah, we didn't really attack fluently, but then there was a moment around the 30th minute where Adam Lallana is in the box and Holgate holds, puts his arms around him, but Lallana drops to the floor and any bit of contact, if you drop to the floor and make it look convincing, the referee will blow for a penalty and that's what he did. The referee blew for a penalty. Who stepped up? Your boy James Milner, 
He looks at where Pickford will go, just slots it the other way and bags 1-0. And then about five minutes later, that rifled up Everton and Liverpool were also rifled up. There was an incident where Bobby Firmino had the ball towards the touchline and he was running out of play. And then Firmino stepped off the pitch and then Holgate pushed him into the crowd which infuriated Bobby Firmino and rightly so how are you pushing the player when the ball's long gone and pushing him into the crowd and Bob Firmino was about to step up to Holgate and do something he probably was gonna push him or something but Bobby Madley the referee steps in there to calm it down and then Bobby called him a puta in Portuguese that means you son of a bitch and this is part one of the video. Stay tuned for part for the podcast. Stay tuned for part two. Hello and welcome to part two of LFC reactions: Liverpool versus Everton. If you've not listened to part one, I recommend that you do so. So yeah, Bobby Firmino calls him a porter, and Hoygate looks disgusted. Then he grabs the referee, like he he's grabbing him from behind. To like almost push him out the way to try and get to Firmino. But Bobby Madley calms the situation down. You're expecting Holgate to get booked. Because obviously an intentional push into the crowd means you try to harm another player. But does he book him? No. And the worst thing is he even spoke to the fourth official. He delayed his decision to speak to the fourth official. And the fourth official. And then in in dialogue for about one minute. No yellow card. I'm thinking, what is going on here? What is going on? How can you not give him a yellow card for that? And then at the half at half time, if you saw on BBC, the punditry, they try to make out that Firmino said something that was, well, they try to insinuate that it wasn't that it was something malicious. Said he called him a puta, which means son of a bitch. But they're trying to say. Alan Shearer and Danny Murphy trying to, even Lineker, they're trying to say it was some maybe racial. Or they tried to entertain the thought that it could be racial related. And I know that their eyes were lighting up to throw this stupid propaganda in there. But clearly, Firmino said he was speaking in Portuguese, called him a porter. That's not racist at all. He just called him a son of a bitch, which he is. That is a bitch. He is right. He's a bitch move. It's a bitch move to push another player from behind into the crowd. But anyway, second half come now. And Rooney's putting in tackles. He's not having a good game. He was very close to being sent off. What does Allardyce do? He takes him off and puts Adelola Lookman on. Liverpool had chances from set pieces where Van Dijk had a header. But he didn't attack the header, which annoyed me. And then there was other moments where the ball hit his foot, but he didn't really see it coming. And Mane had little chances here and there, but fair play to Sadio Mane. He was at an African Cup and it was at an African award show in Ghana, my country. Um, flew the next day and played, which is today. To do that all in 24 hours, play full 90 minutes, incredible. And yeah, so, and then there was a moment where we had a corner, Everton clear it, but they're on the counter-attack now. And Bolassi fouls Matip, what does Bobby Madley, the referee, do? 
He says, play on. So then, Jagielka is on the run. And the ball's passed to him. And then, Gilfie Sigerson's making a run. Running just from behind. And Jagielka holds the ball up. Passes to Sigerson. Sigerson slots it. Bottom corner. And it's 1-1. And you're thinking, shit. Here we go again. Another stupid decision could potentially cost the tie. But Liverpool dug deep. Klopp done a substitution. He took off uh, Milner, I think. Yeah, he took off Milner, brought on Ronaldo. And Solanke came on. No, sorry. Ronaldo came on for Lallana. And then Solanke and Trent Arnold came on. Gomez came off. Yeah, Milner came off then. So that Klopp used all three subs. He was going for the game. You don't want to draw, and rightly so. And then Liverpool get a corner, 85th minute. Axel Oxley chamberlain whips the ball in. Who Pickford thinks he can come out and catch it, misjudges it completely. Who gets their heads to it? Big fucking Virgil van Dijk gets his head to it. It's a goal! 2-1! 75 million, imagine the pressure, and he delivered, scoring on your debut in a Merseyside derby at Anfield, at the cop end, unheard of, he delivered today, and he hadn't played any football since December 13th, his first game in about three weeks, and he didn't show any rustiness at all, quality, we did, we signed him for his defensive attributes, where he seems to be excellent at his front as well. This is part two. Stay tuned for part three. Hello, this is part three of LFC reactions. If you've not listened to part one and two, I recommend you do that. So first, so yeah, Van Dyke scores in the 85th minute. The scenes at Anfield, unbelievable. Sammy Lee. Is in tears. Sam Allardyce is distraught. Jurgen Klopp fucking goes mental. Excuse my language. I went mental. My voice was gone. It's alright now, but about two hours ago, it was very hoarse and high pitched. And it was ex. Oh. And now it was just about holding on, see the game out, and we're through. Thankfully, we done that. The whistle was blown. Liverpool through to the fourth round and knock Everton out of the cup. And that is now 23 years Everton go without a trophy. Excellent. I love these kind of performances. I think it's been overdue. We've been known as the Liverpool that blow teams away and win 4-0, 5-0. These kind of results there. Everyone is expecting that. But the last three games have all been 2-1 wins. I love that. Do you know why? It's a te- it's a different kind of test. I mean, it's great to blow teams away, but it's also a test of character to see how a team, less like Leicester the other week, winning, scoring first, Liverpool having to come back and win, test of character. Against Burnley, digging deep to the last minute of the game and got a last minute winner there too. And tonight, 85th minute winner, and I love these kind of performances because Jurgen Klopp, he he did rotate over the Christmas period and I can't lie, it has paid off. He's unbeaten in 16 games now. 16 games.
his rotation policy is paid off. And it seems like the Coutinho speculation, Barcelona, has not affected the players at, at all. And don't get me wrong, I still think we need Coutinho. To sell him in January would be ridiculous. I'd feel sick to my stomach. Because number one, I know we will not get a replacement in time. And I know he wants a Barcelona move. We are aware he wants a Barcelona move. But you're not going in January. If if, if FSG and Klopp have to do the right thing, keep him there till after the World Cup. His value will be at astronomical levels. Then he can go. He wants to go now because there's a guaranteed medals, a league medal. Because Real Madrid ain't getting no points. And they ain't catching up to Barcelona after the El Clasico where Messi and Suarez pretty much tore them apart. And now there's a points gap that they won't ca- they won't be caught. And Coutinho sees that as opportunity. He even he doesn't even want to play in the Champions League anymore. That's how desperate he wants his move. And of course he he will get his dream move. Don't get me wrong. But it cannot happen in January. We need to show that we are a big fucking club. Stay we are still in two. We are still in contention for two trophies: the FA Cup, the Champions League. At least take us to glory through one of them. Do the do the decent thing, Coutinho, because you we have developed your game. You was not starting at Inter Milan. You was a bench boy at Inter Milan. We gave you. We put you on the pedestal. Helped you develop for your twenties. You're now twenty five now, and you're and you're pretty much on world class form. On having your greatest season ever and being professional, even though you wanted to go in the summer, but ride it out till May. That's all you have to do, please. Yeah, this club will ha- are going to heights. I know it's a transition period, and Jurgen Klopp has now finally got his team. And even Emre Chan, I heard, I'm hearing he's done an agreement with Juventus that he wants to step up. And uh, fair enough, he's co- he's run out his contract, but Coutinho has four years left. Emre Chan is probably a career progression thing. I want Coutinho to at least stay and least uh, at least leave with respect. Do you know what I mean? If you leave in January, you won't be respected. It won't be as bad as how Torres left, but I won't be happy. But anyway, enough about Coutinho. Is about Liverpool tonight. We're still in the FA Cup. Van Dijk's boss. Announce him as captain, build a statue outside Anfield, do whatever it takes. And this is the end of LFC Reactions. I thank you for listening. Please subscribe and tune in next time. Thank you. Hello and welcome to a special edition of LFC Reactions. Um, Obviously, um, I covered yesterday's match of Liverpool versus Everton, but... This one's to do with some transfer news that has just come in. Barcelona have agreed a deal with Liverpool for Felipe Coutinho in the region of £145 million. So, yeah, wow. £145 million, firstly, it's a lot of money, let's not lie. Five minutes, five minutes, five years ago, we bought Coutinho from Inter Milan for just eight million. So who would have thought in five years would get 145 million? But there's too many implications. Firstly, 
what month are we in january january 2018 which means is the middle of the season for european clubs why would liverpool sell in january it it puzzles me completely and i don't i don't get the move it doesn't make sense to me I we all knew Coutinho wanted to leave since the summer. Fair enough, he put a transfer request in. Liverpool said you ain't going nowhere. You're staying put. So as soon as the transfer window opens again in January, we just suddenly create deal with him. We're still in the Champions League. We still need to secure top four, and we still got an FA Cup uh, run to pursue as well. The fact he wants to go to Barcelona in January puzzles me. January, uh, in the La Liga, there is no title race anymore. Barcelona are clear. So he won't have to necessarily play his best football. And it's a World Cup year. He can't play in the Champions League. So where he, where is his momentum to strive to play better going to come from? It isn't. You got your dream move, but you're gonna, all your matches will feel like pre-season games now. And in comparison to Liverpool, where you're fighting for everything and you have to test yourself at all times, your ability cannot be questioned. But we've made this still. And whether it's either FSG or Klopp, one of the, t- the two, and the both parties must have agreed. I think Klopp, in an interview on Thursday, said he'll play against Man City. That's obviously not happening. So I think Klopp was protecting Coutinho or... Number two, Coutinho was making excuses and he didn't want to come. He didn't want to come to the Dubai training camp that Liverpool players are going to now. And it's a a fuck-up. I think it's a fuck-up to sell in January. We've had Barcelona players, right, throughout the season, giving numerous interviews about how what Coutinho will offer to the team. He's not your player yet. Why are you talking about him like this? Suarez, Polinio, Rakitic, they're all chatting, all speaking about Coutinho in such a way. It's disgusting. And then you had the Nike leak, where they revealed Coutinho, get in your shirt now. And I was like, I was speechless. This is such a leak. How can they, how can incompetence like that happen? My fault is FSG, sue sue Nike, sue Barcelona, or tell them you now have to step up your value when you buy him in the summer. Whatever happened, we should have held on to him to the summer. Now we have to look for a replacement, and I am worried. Liverpool, in pressure situations like this, we don't thrive. We take too long to make a deal. Van Dijk should have happened in August, but it didn't. Um, Kator, I know we eventually signed him, but there was, it was ongoing for so long, but he's not, he's not officially coming till, um, this summer anyway, but the fact that it took so long for, to get done, and now we've got 24 days before the window closes, we play Man City in 8 days, it's, we have to get a replacement in, and this is part 1 of LFC Reaction Special. Stay tuned for part two where I give my thoughts on the kind of replacements we should be looking at.
Hello and welcome to part two of a special edition of LFC reactions of Barcelona agreeing a hundred and forty five million deal for Coutinho. Um, if you've not played part one, I highly recommend you do so, as this will be a follow up. So, potential replacements. The first one, Riyad Mahrez. Now we know he's Premier League proven. You've seen Leicester's um, extraordinary season in the in 2015-16. They managed to win the league in extraordinary circumstances. And you know what Mahrez can offer? His dribbling abilities on real. He can shoot from long range. Passing ability, I'm not quite sure yet. I think I'm a little bit sceptical about that. So, creative, so creatively, I'm not sure. But I'm confident he can dribble past players with ease. I'm confident he can score with ease. That's a potential replacement. Also, he can play in the Champions League because Leicester haven't been in Europe this season. Alright, second replacement, Tommy Lamar. Now, I know at Monaco, he's not had the greatest of seasons this season. Merely because everyone raided Monaco and all the best players have gone. Bernardo Silva, etc. And it's not quite the same threatening Monaco they was last season. And of course it's affected Tommy Lamar. And the kid's only 21 years old. I call him a kid, well he's still, yeah, technically he is a kid. But his ability is unreal, he can score three kicks. He can play in more than one position, just like Coutinho, which is crucial. Um, He's got so much to offer and he can develop to be a world beater. We were interested in him in August, but whether we will do a deal with him... Remains to be seen. The only implication is Champions League. He can't play because he's cup tied, obviously. So that's the second option. And number three, which is who I want ideally, is Fakir from Lyon. Now he's got he can he's he's literally the spitting image of Coutinho. In terms of what he produces, can shoot from long distances with evil foot, passing abilities on real, dribbling ability on real as well. He's a very good prospect, and he, he, he is literally the most like for like, most identical replacement in Coutinho for Coutinho. If we sign him, I'll be over the moon, and the, and I think. I know we're not. I haven't heard any rumors or speculation that we've inquired or anything like that. But I, he'll be the cheapest out of the three, I think. And he he won't be cop tied. He's played the Europa League football, but not Champions League football, so that won't be a problem. The only the only implication is, um, obviously the French league's not as competitive as the Premier League, so fitness. And what Jurgen Klopp wants in a player will be up for question. But of course, you've seen him develop Chamberlain to try and adapt to the philosophy. Andy Robertson took a time with. But in terms of light for light replacements, we have to go.
I think personally we have to go for him or Morris. And I'm hoping we make a bid for one of the three by the end of the weekend because we play Man City next Sunday. That's our biggest game of the season for many reasons. Obviously, they've won the league. Let's not lie about that. But they're unbeaten. And if we lose and everyone else wins, we are still in top four, but it's gonna the gap will be far will be on, on they'll be literally on the next Tottenham and Arsenal. We don't want that. I want comfort. But it looks like it's gonna be a tight squeeze for winning the champ win I mean for securing top four. So yeah, that's my thoughts and I dunno how I feel I'm pretty gloomy but this this keeps happening too much. Um I made yeah I'm gonna do a part three about the history of players leaving our club so stay tuned for that. Hello and welcome to a special edition of LFC Reactions. If you've not heard part one or part two, I highly recommend that you do so, as um, you so you can follow up on what I've been talking about so far. So, obviously, with Liverpool Football Club, in since post twenty ten era, there's been a history of our best players leaving the football club. And it all started post-2010 with Torres. Uh, I don't know about you, but this one has cut me so deep. And I was bitter. I was fuming. I know it was six, seven, seven years ago now. Seven years ago. Wow. It was seven years ago. I was fifth. I was, no, I was 16 years old. Yeah, 16 years old when the news happened. Torres was my number one fan. He was adored by the Liverpool faithful. He was world class for us. And then he puts in a transfer request and decides to join our nearest rivals, Chelsea. That one cut me deep. And when he did go to Chelsea, I had a lot of resentment against him and wasn't happy. Called him a traitor numerous times. And his career at Chelsea didn't really get off to the best of starts, but eventually they won the FA Cup and the Champions League. So, but he won it as a squad player, not really a key player. So, but even then, to leave for rivals is disgusting. Next was Luis Suarez in 2014. Now. He was phenomenal. He 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 almost single-handedly delivered us a Premier League title. If it wasn't for a toxic defence and goalkeeper, because he was hitting astronomical numbers. 31 goals, 11 assists in a bang average side is unheard of. And he was, world class, he was arguably the most gifted player between him and Kenny Dalglish as most talented player. And then, and but after the biting allegations, and I think he just want he wanted the boss he wanted the move to Barcelona. I think it's a South American thing, actually. I'll get I'll talk about that in a little while. And then we had Raheem Sterling. I I can't remember if he put in a transfer request, but he released in an interview that he wasn't sure whether he will sign a contract. I think he was at a stage where I I believe it wasn't about money. I just think he wanted. He didn't know where Liverpool were going in 2015. It was very hard to tell. Brendan Rodgers 
literally the season after Suarez leaves has is a transition season again and you don't you can't blame Coutinho I mean Coutinho Sterling because he's at the time 20 years old you want to know the future of the club where it's going and what we and your your career is only so short in football that you win trophies here and there so he left and now we have Emery Chan who's a, pretty much agreed to deal with Juventus and he's probably going to leave and win a Coppa Italia or Syria. But can you see the theme? We are losing players that want to win trophies. We haven't won any trophies since 2012. And this is why our top players are keep. I want to leave. We cannot be a top club if top players want to consistently leave because we're not delivering trophies. This is a team aspect. This needs to be rectified as soon as possible. I know Jurgen Klopp will eventually lead us to that, but it's getting he's at a war with keeping a good team and keeping players within time who want success now. They don't want to wait for transition period. They want the now. And this is going to be a problem. And now South American players, which I'll now touch upon. Suarez and Coutinho. When you grow up in South American areas, the top teams, you admire Barcelona and Real Madrid. Fact. So I cannot blame both of them for wanting a dream move there. Everyone wants to further their career and see themselves in a certain place. I have no problem with Coutinho leaving. It's just the fact it happened in January. If it happened in the summer, no problem. It gives you how many months to find a replacement build again. But not in the middle of the season. Now things will be disruptive and I'm very worried. I was yesterday ecstatic. Today, I'm not so sure where we'll be going. And this concludes the LFC reactions. Thank you for listening. Subscribe. Thank you.